You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. The name of Jesus and the message of Jesus Christ was now happening in Samaria. Joy was erupting and lives were transforming. That was God's plan all along to spread His love, His joy, and His peace. The persecution started and moved Philip out, but God had a different story in mind, that that message of His would spread. Have you ever thought about what it would be like to witness the birth of the church front and center? Over a thousand years of Judaism being flipped on its head and the myriad of cultures that believe in multiple gods being told that there's only one God? In today's message, Pastor Dion reflects on both the great joys and the challenges that were rapidly spreading from Jerusalem. In his study, you'll gain a better understanding of how God's plan all along was for the gospel of Christ to spread far and wide, rather than to just stay in Israel. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Acts chapter 8 with today's edition of The Simple Truth. The apostles in the book of Acts had saturated all of Jerusalem with the good news of Jesus. All of Jerusalem, everybody say what? All of Jerusalem, they had saturated with the good news or the gospel of Jesus. In Jerusalem, thousands of Jews were coming to faith in Jesus. It was awesome. Everybody said it was what? Awesome. It was awesome. Or if you're a little older generation, you might say groovy, all right? But it was groovy. It was awesome. But they were supposed to keep going. Jesus had told the apostles to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus' church is a movement, and movements are supposed to move. But the apostles had become stationary, had become fixed. Everybody said, had become what? Fixed. They didn't really start to move until an intense persecution arose at the hands of Saul of Tarsus. Will you say his name? What? Saul of Tarsus. This guy was a religious leader who thought he was doing God a favor by killing Christians. And so he started a persecution against Christians, against the church, killing them. Well, because of Saul, Christians all over Jerusalem started relocating to avoid death. They were packing up and moving out. A guy by the name of Philip, who we read about last week, Philip was one of those guys who was packing up out of Jerusalem and moving out. Philip was a Jewish believer who had been volunteering at the church in Jerusalem. He wasn't an apostle. He might not have even been a B-apostle. He was maybe a C-apostle. But point was, he wasn't one of the apostles, just a volunteer at the church. This guy Philip and his friend Stephen were part of a Meals on Wheels program at the church. They were delivering groceries to Christian widows from, from their church. And both Philip and Stephen would share Jesus with everyone along their route. 
So they'd pick up the food, and as they'd go deliver it to the widows from the church, they would stop occasionally and talk to people about Jesus. Obviously, this message was spreading like wildfire. Well, Philip and his friends, you know, Philip, his friend Stephen would do that. Well, Saul, the violent Christian hater, had Philip's friend Stephen stoned to death. And that's a good place right there to say, Ihola. Now, Philip figured that, you know, Saul stoned my friend who was doing what I'm doing, so Philip figured he was next. So he booked it to a place called, everybody said what? Samaria. He, Philip ended up going to a place called Samaria. Now, Samaria was one of those towns that the state of Israel kind of wrote off. Israel considered Samaria an embarrassment, a basket of deplorables, rejects. You know, birds even fly upside down when they go through Samaria, they were told. Well, Philip went there to Samaria to hide out. But God had another plan. Everybody said out loud what? God had another plan. You see, people might see a valley plagued with drugs, with crime, gambling, and immorality. But God sees a valley of people that He wants to save, to heal, and to deliver. That's pretty cool. In fact, here's the verse, John chapter 3 and verse 16. You're familiar with it. Read it out loud with me. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. And that's a good place to applause right there. (laughs) Philip shared that exact message with the Samaritans. For God so loved the world that He sent His only Son to come and to save us. Not to condemn us, but to save us. You know, Philip as he shared that with the Samaritans as he was there and started sharing it, Philip might have even sang that song. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, to break every chain. Everybody, to break every chain. He might have been singing that. Well, the message that Philip gave the the Samarians, I mean, it impacted them. A revival, an awakening started to blaze in Samaria. People were saved and delivered and healed. In fact, here's the record of Acts chapter 8 and verse 6 where it talks about Philip in Samaria. It says, And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. Read this last part with me. And there was great joy in that city. Doesn't that sound awesome, guys? What had happened in Jerusalem with the name of Jesus and the message of Jesus Christ was now happening in Samaria. Joy was erupting. And lives were transforming. That was God's plan all along. 
to spread His love, His joy, and His peace. The persecution started and moved Philip out, but God had a different story in mind. That that message of His would spread beyond Jerusalem and into Samaria. And it did. It was God's plan all along. It's an amazing revival. Look at your neighbor and say, it was an amazing revival. Now, it was in the midst of this amazing revival in Samaria that God calls on Philip to do something else. Alright? Listen, guys. God speaks. The question is this. Everybody say it. What? Are you listening? Look at your neighbor and say, are you listening? So here's what happens. Philip is part of an amazing revival in Jerusalem. Persecution starts, and he books it out of town to Samaria. He can't hold in the message of Christ that is boiling within him, so he starts sharing it. And Samaria also becomes, uh, you know, the explosion of God's Word happens in Samaria. And a great revival is happening, and joy comes to the city. And in the middle of that, people coming to the Lord, people being healed, God doing an amazing work of transformation in their lives, in the middle of all that, God spoke to Philip. Let's read it. Here's what it says. Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all of her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. So, there's there's the facts. So, in the middle of a revival that's happening in Samaria and people being touched, God speaks to Philip. Listen, guys, God speaks in a variety of ways. He speaks through His Word. He speaks through His Spirit. He speaks through dreams. He speaks through visions. He he even speaks through circumstances sometimes. Sometimes dramatic things to get us to move. Look at your neighbor and say, I've been there. Look at your neighbor and say that. Sometimes God speaks through circumstances. But this time, God spoke to Philip through an angel, asking Philip to reach out to a man with a message about Jesus. I want you to reach out to a guy with the message of Jesus Christ. Now, you may be wondering, why didn't God just send the angel to tell the man about Jesus? Right? Here's the answer. Because angels can't. Everybody say it out loud. What? Because angels can't. Angels have not experienced salvation. And therefore, they can't preach, share, witness, or testify about salvation in Jesus Christ. See, that is a mission only Christians can do. Look at your neighbor and say, only you. Look at your neighbor and tell them that. 
Only you. Angels can't preach salvation. They can't testify about salvation in Jesus Christ. That is a mission only Christians can do. Only you. Listen, guys. Anyone can contribute to the saving of, a, of spotted owls or dolphins or redwood trees or silvery minnows. But only Christians can contribute to the saving of souls. I think I'm going to say that again. Anyone can contribute to saving spotted owls, dolphins, redwood trees, and silvery minnows. But only Christians can contribute to the saving of souls. Look at your neighbor and say, only you, only me. Look at me, tell them that. We have a unique, as Christians, we have a unique assignment. Here is how the Apostle Paul explained it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. Read it with me. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. We're ambassadors. We have a unique position, a unique assignment. Because we're the only ones that can contribute to the salvation of a soul. So, God sent this angel to tell Philip that He wanted him to, 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 to move. So, God asked Philip to pick up and leave an amazing revival there in Samaria where hundreds were being touched and transformed and go to the middle of the desert. Everybody said the middle of the what? At first, Philip didn't know why. In fact, God doesn't reveal it to him right away. He just, the angel just comes and says, hey, listen, God wants you to go, and He wants you to go to the Gaza area, to the dry desert area. All that Philip knew was the address God was sending him. It was a dry, dusty, dirt road in the middle of nowhere. God was asking him to leave this amazing revival that he kind of sparked in Samaria to go to a desolate desert area where there is, it's the middle of nowhere. What sounded like a disappointment was really this. Everybody say it out loud or what? A, di a divine appointment. Say it again. A what? A divine appointment. Listen. God will sometimes interrupt our life and send us to those He is drawing to Himself. I'm going to say it again. God will sometimes interrupt our life and send us to those that He's drawing to Himself. In fact, Jesus said it like this. Read it with me. John chapter 6. No one can come to Me unless the Father who sent Me draws them to Me. So no one can come to Christ, Jesus said, without the Father drawing him. The Father draws. See, the Father is the one who causes a sinner to become a seeker. Can you say that word? A what? Yeah. The Father is the one that causes a sinner to become a seeker. God is the one that makes them thirsty. He woos them. He draws them. He did it in you. Do you remember? You didn't find salvation on your own, did you? No way! Salvation didn't come to you. It wasn't ran a random chance or a coincidence. 
God brought salvation to you through Jesus Christ and through a divine appointment. Wow. You hear that? Through a divine... And God saw this guy in the desert and God set up a divine appointment for him. Because that's what God does. The text we read said that this man was an Ethiopian dignitary. He was the treasure, treasury secretary for the Ethiopians, if you would. That's, that's who he was. And watch what happens. I mean, this guy had taken a hiatus from work and traveled over 2,500 miles to Jerusalem to connect with God. He's not a Jew. He's an Ethiopian. Takes off from his job so that he can take this journey 2,500 plus miles to go connect with God. It was a spiritual quest. I, God was wooing him. God was pulling him. God was doing the work. So he goes to, on this spiritual quest. But when this Ethiopian got to Jerusalem... Here's what he found. All he found was religion. Everybody said, what? Religion. And everybody say, oh. That's all he found was religion. All he found was a bunch of priests who, who didn't want to help. And they thought, they thought it would be too much work to help this guy. Kind of like the, the lady, who, the wife who went with her husband to a, a doctor's appointment. You know, it was kind of serious. He was dealing with some issues. So she went with him. She sits in the... In, in the you know, waiting room. He goes in, gets examined. The doctor comes out and says, um, I would like to speak with your wife alone. And so the, the wife comes in and he, the, the doctor tells the wife, hey, listen, you know, what, what's going to happen is your, your husband has a very serious case, a stress disorder. And so here's what I'm going to ask you to do for at least one year. Every morning, make him the best breakfast. Make him a nutritious lunch. Give him a fabulous dinner. And no nagging. Don't tell him about your problems. Don't you know, try to get him to talk too much. It's too stressful for him. She says, if you do this for at least a year, you know, your, your husband's going to make it. And she said, oh, okay, thank you. So as they, she walks out of the doctor's office and they're walking over to the car, the husband looks at her and he said, she said, what, what did he say? And the wife said, he said, you're going to die. That's the way the priests made this Ethiopian feel. You're going to die. We don't want to help you. See, the Jews had basically you know, discriminated. They had excluded non-Jews. Everybody say the word excluded. They excluded non-Jews. You know, universities exclude you if you're not smart enough. Businesses exclude you if, if you're not qualified enough. Country clubs exclude you if, if you're not rich enough. And unfortunately, some churches exclude you if you're not good enough. But God will never ignore, exclude, or reject you. In fact, here's the verse. John chapter 6 and verse 37. Read it with me. Jesus is speaking. However, those the Father has given me will come to me and I will never reject them. I love it. And then there's Hebrews 11.6 that says this, God rewards those who diligently seek Him. Isn't that awesome, guys? He won't turn you away. 
This Ethiopian had traveled 2,500 plus miles to try to connect with God at the temple. And they, he, he couldn't find God there. They gave him a no, uh, you know, no, not here. And, and so that's a situation. But God never will exclude you. Jesus will never turn you away. This Ethiopian man didn't find God at the temple, so here's what he did. He bought a scroll of Scriptures. He bought the book of Isaiah on scroll, because that's how you bought them then. And he was thinking that he might be able to find a connection to God in the pages of this scroll, in the pages of the Word of God. So he started reading it on his way back to Ethiopia. And God knew exactly where he would be, both on the road and in the Scriptures, and God set up a divine appointment. You may have heard that the devil goes down to Georgia looking for a soul to steal, but this verse reminds us that God will go to the middle of nowhere looking for a soul to heal. Right here. God is concerned with every single person. He will leave the 90 and 9 to save, and everybody said, save what? The one. God told Philip to punch it, to get out to that desert area and catch up to the guy and that dusty, desolate road. God set up the divine appointment. Let's finish reading it. Verse 30. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the Scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation his justice was taken away, and who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does this prophet say this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at the Scripture, preached Jesus to him. Isn't that beautiful, guys? Wow. It's so cool. Philip, as God spoke to him, the angel spoke to him and said, God wants you to go down to the desert. Philip went out there. And then, that's when he sees the Ethiopian man and he realizes, God, this is who God wants me to talk to. And Philip ran towards the Ethiopian chariot. Kind of like Speedy Gonzalez, right? He ran towards it. And, and, then, and then Philip makes a conversation with the man. He makes a connection with this Ethiopian. Probably like Speedy Gonzalez. Hola, hombre. Do you know what you read? Right? That's what he said. No, that's not, not, not quite the way he said it, but kind of. Well, the Ethiopian told Philip he was confused by the passage. So Philip made it simple. As we cling to the simple Our time with you is coming to an end today on The Simple Truth, but we're so glad that you joined us for Pastor Dion's teaching in the Book of Acts. There's much more to learn from the life of the early church, so we hope you'll tune in again. If you're listening in the Española area right now, we would like to extend an invitation to you. 
Come join us for our weekly services at Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Come by at 9 or 11 a.m. to spend time with us in worship, Bible study, and fellowship. We also meet on Wednesday evenings for a Bible study at 7 and Saturday evenings at 6.30. You'll find directions and more information about Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel when you visit tmcalvary.com. If you can't make it in person, you can still join us virtually through Facebook Live. Just follow the link to our Facebook page at tmcalvary.com and tune in this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. While you're at our website, you'll also be able to access our archive of previous teachings on various books of the Bible by Pastor Dion. Just click on Sermons at the top of the page to open our audio archive or visit our YouTube page to experience the service through video. Feel free to share these links with anyone in your life that you think might benefit from hearing the simple truth of God's Word. We're so glad that you joined us today on The Simple Truth. We encourage you to read ahead in the book of Acts and discover more about the disciples and how the early church got started. Then join us next time for Pastor Dion's continuing verse-by-verse study right here on The Simple Truth. You're the one that we proclaim We'll be fools for you as you work in us May a power show in the deeds we sow Let us join our hands and together we stand Together we stand